I'm your host, Carrie Arata, Akashic Records reader, psychic sleuth, and spiritual guide. And this is The Infinite Dance, the Akashic Podcast. Welcome back. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, I hope you're having a great summer and enjoying the heat. We are hot, but only 81 today. It was 92, I think, yesterday. This weekend, it's going to be 105 degrees Fahrenheit. Ugh, not looking forward to that. But I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold space for the fact that it'll be a good balance because we had such a long winter and so much snow. And we have such high waters. Our creeks, our lakes um, are looking so good. It's a little heat. Just stay hydrated. <laughs> stay very, very hydrated. This episode came about because of the recent shark attacks that have happened in Egypt. And since June of last year, well, sorry, excuse me, July of last year. So July, 2022, there were two shark attacks off the beach of Hergada. Actually, the same beach, Sal Hashish Bay um, in Hergada. So that's a more of a Southern area of the uh, Red Sea. And in July of this year, so just, I think like, Eight days ago, a man was attacked and killed off the coast of Hergada in the Red Sea by a shark, by a tiger shark. Now, if you know anything about sharks, it is very rare that they attack humans. And of course, there's always the, the case that, oh, you know, maybe... Um, it looks like, you know, another fish or it looks like a seal or whatever that I've heard people say. But also, why in this bay so much? Well, it could be a couple things. You know, Aid El Ada, so that's an Islamic festival that lasts for four days, I believe. And it involves sacrificing a lamb or sheep. Um, a part of their sacrificing to Allah. I don't know the exact specifics of Al-Ada, but I know there's that sacrifice that happens. And there's documentation of these carcasses of these lamb and sheep being tossed into the Red Sea. So there, there could be a, a reason. And that happened at the beginning of June this year. Yeah. Um, so that could very well be a reason. I mean, it's near the coast, right? So it's near the shore. And that's where these attacks have taken place. And it happened last year that time. But there haven't been any shark attacks in this area since 2010 that's a long time so like what you know the islamic 
festival happens every year, you know, so it's not like that didn't happen that year. And I was curious as to, you know, does the Red Sea have a lot of shark attacks? Well, according to the World Atlas, where they document, they have a, a section where they document all shark attacks all over the world. Egypt was like number 14, I think. And since 1900, there've only been 34 shark attacks, 34. And three of those have taken place since last month and eight since 2010. So in 2010, there was a shark attack. They think there was two sharks that attacked these um, five different people. Four were injured and one was killed. But the place that has the most shark attacks is the United States. And since 1900, it's 1,647. I mean, that's a huge difference. There's a lot of people in Egypt. A lot. And a lot of people go there to visit also. And, you know, there's obviously times where the tourism's a little more heightened. But... Typically, Egypt's had a draw for very um, specific reasons, their history and their archaeology and the sacred sites that they have on um, in their country. So I started to just dig a little more. What what is it? You know, we know the Great Pyramids fall on ley lines. Okay, now what's a ley line? So a ley line is a line that you can't see with your naked eye, but it's a straight alignment drawn between various historic structures and prominent landmarks. So when they first started to kind of come in the early um, 20th century Europe, it was, oh, these rock structures or like, you know, think of the Great Pyramids of Giza, Machu Picchu in Peru, um, the Great Wall of China, Stonehenge in England. So there's all these ones that have structures. So it's not like it's a mound or a mountain, right? Um, It's not of nature. I mean, it could be, but it, it was structured. Okay. Um, and then as it's progressed, there's this earth energies that's happens with multiple different landmarks, whether it be human person being made or just is a part of the landscape. So I thought, okay, this is interesting. I've heard of ley lines before, and I know there's certain areas of the world I feel better in. You guys know I'm real drawn to Egypt and went there last year and fell in love with it in all the ways. I was really timid in the water, (laughs) which is not my usual. Um, Yeah, I know the ocean, as serene as she can look, can turn on you on a dime. So I wasn't necessarily thinking of sharks, but I was thinking 
of being careful because a lot of times I was swimming alone, even though I was on tour with other people and around other people. A lot of times I just go swim by myself. And so that was something I definitely, you know, had, um, was thinking about, but the ley lines were definitely drawn to areas where there's a vortex. So there's a increase of energy intensity, um, of these energies and information that we can tap into to raise our frequency. Now, I, as I was doing research, I came across a gal that her, her information wasn't necessarily, um, digging deep as far as, I mean, it's interesting, but it wasn't digging deep as far as like, I wanted to kind of go, is there how much historical documents or instances do we have? You know, I was looking more for that. She had kind of more of an energetic, which I still appreciate and love. Of course, it's what I do. She said that a lot of these sites, you have to wear shoes to go inside. And I thought, oh, I didn't know this. Um, I mean, I wore shoes when I went inside the Great Pyramid, but I, you know, I was walking around. It's hot. A bunch of people around. I mean, I wouldn't think to take my shoes off. But, you know, when you have that kind of frequency culminating in one spot and then our feet absorb so much. Okay, now I want to go back and <laughs> inside the pyramid barefoot so that I could feel the frequencies because I have this dream and it's probably a long shot, but I'm putting it out there. I want to spend the night in the Great Pyramid, Kafri's Pyramid, and to feel the frequencies. And I'm going to, of course, poke around and ask because why not? I heard also there might be a time we might not be able to visit the pyramids or go inside. So I want to go inside as much as I can. And I want to go inside barefoot. So, I mean, there was an area where I was kind of me and myself and the other two folks on my tour that were with me, we were kind of by ourselves. I mean, it wasn't a big area where we were and only three of us in our group of 27 or eight went inside the pyramid, paid to go inside the pyramid. But I'm like, I'm here. I'm going inside the pyramid. We didn't go all the way up to where the tomb was, but we were down below. We didn't have enough time. It's, um, I think I had told in a past episode, there's a small, narrow ladder that led, and it was on a slant. So you're, you're kind of, you're on all fours going up and there was a gal coming down you know, and that it, it would have been myself, my two tour buddies, and they were very tall. One was a man. And I thought it's going to take us beyond the time we're allotted to be here to do, for all three of us to go up and then come back down. Uh, so the timing was not correct. It, it's a little daunting to me to do something like that. I'm claustrophobic. So having that little space in a building freaks me out a little bit. Um, but this is definitely going to be the first of many um, parts to this subject. So there's with the ley lines, vortexes of energy, these lines that come together that connect these different um, monuments in the world, all over the world. Then I was thinking if Giza then is obviously one of these, falls along these ley lines. 
right? And it has the vortex right there at the big, at the, at the um, Great Pyramid. Then the Red Sea is right next to it. And the line where it kind of comes, like if it kind of starts up more near the Suez Canal and comes down to that edge, it's almost like it's like the Red Sea is like right in between that and another line. And I was like, oh, so let me back up for a second. I really, my first instinct when these shark attacks happened, and I've heard of shark attacks before, I've seen movies on them, like documentaries, movies, or based on a a true story kind of movie. But I was like, well, what is going on to have these sharks act like this? Okay, first thing, sharks don't usually attack humans. And, you know, usually when they do, there's, um, you know, usually it's, it's out in deeper water. And so these all have all happened closer to, closer to the shore. Again, could be the carcasses. Um, although if they get dumped, you would think they would eat them up the carcasses in you know, one fell swoop. I, I don't know before they would f- fall to the ocean floor. Um, because a carcass is different than a, a body that's alive. And you'd think a shark would understand that, you know, smell that difference. So I started thinking, what is it that these sharks are doing? And it seemed more of an attack. Like when I would meditate on it, like an attack to attack as opposed to attack for food. And this, I'm going to refer to the one that happened most recently. So in July of this year the Russian man that passed and so sad. Um, This shark came and was circling around. They'd actually seen it before it attacked this uh, man. And I guess there was like a boat with a slide on it and he was sliding down the slide into the water. So the shark was circling, attacks this man, kills him, continues to circle around. He's not like, or she, it was a female shark. She's not like, oh yeah, you know, I got my whatever. She stuck around. So is this shark cuckoo? Like, is it crazy? <laughs> um, it just leaves you to wonder, or it leaves me to wonder what was going on. And then, and then this is, this is I, it, the trauma on trauma. Because as awful as it is to see something like that, so because the shark was still circling, fishermen came in and got the shark, brought it back to shore, and a bunch of people bludgeoned the shark to death. And I was thinking, God, that would take a lot to bludgeon a being to death. Like, shoot it, you know, get it out of everybody's misery, but that's so extreme. And so then I'm thinking more cause you know, keep thinking <laughs> the brain keeps going around that maybe the shark wanted to die and maybe this was its way too. Um, I know it sounds weird, right? 
but that happens. Um, I mean, it's the top of the line and you know, this type of shark, tiger shark, the white, hold on. There's another kind of shark called the white oceanic white tip, excuse me. And the Mako are all three. Um, I think it's that there's a bull shark too. that are like the, the top predators besides the orca whale, um, in the ocean. And you know, who else is going to take him out? Um, if that's what he wanted to do or she wanted to do. So then I came across a post by blue Lotus motivation, seven, seven, seven. And this is this I got from Instagram and I'm going to read the whole thing. Cause I, I find it very fascinating and a lot of it feels true. The timing feels off to me, but I'll get into that in a minute. Marine portals have been activated across the world. These activations started on the 22nd of June. There will be key changes in the waters between now and the 22nd of September. The veil between the marine world and earthly realm has been lifted. Some supernatural beings have not walked in this realm for thousands of years, and they are now free to roam. There is a realm just above the earth, the second heaven portals here are going to be opening up soon. Pay attention to any unusual events that take place in the skies, especially misleading reports. Media coverage is rarely true. Marine entities can be enticing and play on weaknesses, lusts, like sirens. Therefore, be watchful. If something feels off, it probably is. Try to trust your gut feelings. Huge portals between realms are being opened, similar to Halloween, except the veil will remain lifted. During this time, ancient entities are being released to walk amongst us. Many of you are experiencing heightened senses. You are being given the ability to recognize deception more easily. If you have done the necessary work, you will be granted more authority in this realm during this season. Do not succumb to any fear-mongering. Instead, increase your faith and boldness. You are a very powerful being. That's why there are so many distractions. Despite the facades, try to remember who you are. So kind of got a lot in there. Um, I feel like these portals were activated way before that. And they just might be more heightened now. But I really feel they started in 2020. And I think there was a reason that we had to be um, locked down, essentially, for this change to take place because how, how much activity was actually happening in the water, um, especially because it happened right before summer in the Northern hemisphere. So we were all pretty much in, in major lockdown. Nobody was taking a trip, uh, for vacation and, you know, there wasn't a lot of things happening like that. So I think it happened before, but I think, this person's right that it's being more activated right now. And we are having more of a feeling of the veil thinning as it would be during Samhain or Halloween. Just stuff that goes through my brain and I couldn't stop thinking about the shark and the attacks. And it just was something I'm like, okay, I need to delve further. For some reason, I need to dig a little deeper and see what's going on. 
because it just seems like there's a culmination or a heightened sense of these instances that aren't normal, that aren't things that happen all the time. And I think it's worth our paying attention to taking note of digging deeper and finding out what, what really is it that's, that's going on um, with all the beings in our world. And as far as a portal and having, you know, these new beings walking, walking, um, swimming <laughs> um, amongst us that might be different. I mean, we've all, we know sharks have been around for forever, but if there's a new group that's come in that hasn't been here for a while, for a while we are going to get the negative and the positive. So we're going to get the ones that kill to kill. And then we're going to get the ones that want harmony and peace. So we'll get both. So was this tiger shark one of those? Was the Mako and white tip that happened in 2010? Was that, was were they, you know, did they have some kind of similar agenda? I mean, I'm sure there's been all kinds of beings for millennia, right? But maybe it's being heightened now. And maybe some want to not be here because it's difficult. It's difficult to be on earth, whatever kind of being you are. You know, it's beautiful and amazing, but it's also comes with its difficulties. And I can only imagine the difficulties that would happen in our oceans, our life force for, you know, water is our life force for existing and how that affects things. So again, this is going to be the first one of many of these discussions. I want to know if you know a lot about ley lines or experiences with ley lines, or if you've visited certain vortexes or ley line centers and you've taken your shoes off, <laughs> I want to know. And and how that all feels. Um, and also your questions or insights about all of this. Again, this is something kind of new that was going around in my brain. And I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of want to delve into this a little further. So that's what I've been doing for the past week and a half. I got a lot of my information, um, like ley line information on Wikipedia and these shark attacks on Wikipedia and World Atlas. Uh, let's see. I will post everything in the show notes. There was also a, um, a couple websites I accessed. One was I'm forgetting now, but I know it's right here. LiveScience.com, which was really interesting. They don't just talk about ley lines. They talk about other things, but they have a really neat perspective. And then I'm going to do some, a lot more digging. I haven't found anything on 
YouTube yet, but I have a feeling that will be my next stop to delve into this even more. So to culminate this talk on sharks, marine portals, and ley lines, I want to know more about shoes and not having shoes on in sacred sites to absorb the frequencies to help us with our own innate vitality. And maybe is there military knowledge with all this? I don't know. Maybe. So, okay. I went down that rabbit hole, but I was interested. And you know me, I love water. I love anything about water. So this kind of fits with my um, soul purpose. I have a Tarot 101 class happening in Reno, Nevada at my office. Um, I changed the date. It is now happening at the end of the month as opposed to the Sunday. It just didn't quite work out. So it's happening on the 30th of July at 11 a.m. So if you're in the Reno Tahoe area, I'd love to see you. It's $88. Um, half will get you signed up and you can pay for the other half the date of the event. I also have a guide ship program happening at the end of October. If you sign up and pay for that in full, it's $100 off before August, 22nd of August, 2023. And I do have payment plans for that. So if you are interested, um, I'll try to make it happen the best I can on my end. And the last Wednesday of every month, it's 20% off all sessions all day, way out Wednesday. So make sure and take advantage of that. That's a great time to have a session if you haven't had one yet and try it out. You can book a private session on my, on my website, ancientbodyworks.co. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Ancient Body Works. And I also have a private Facebook page called The Infinite Dance, where we talk about all things Akashic and life. And it's private, so you can feel safe to post a question. Um, and people are pretty kind there. So that, And that's how I like it. <laughs> I appreciate you tuning in. I really, really do. I want to know more about your experiences with all of this. If you have it, please send me a message. Um, go over to the Facebook page. Start a discussion with the group. I'm sure more people would be interested too. And love to hear from you. Um, continue to peel back the layers of your watery bean and continue to ask yourselves and each other, may I have this dance? <laughs>